welcome everyone to uh, Indicator Cast episode 10. Uh, today we're here to talk about the recent announcements that well, announcement for the November lineup. Uh, and today I'm joined here with Matt. Matt Schley, how are you doing? I'm great. Excellent. Excellent. Good to hear from you, Matt, as always. And uh, and also we are joined by Ryan Kendall. How are you doing, good sir? I've had two glasses of orange juice, so I'm all right. Excellent. Well, I'm just sipping on a Hoji tea uh, as we speak. So it's Hoji tea. It's like this Japanese tea. It's very nice. Okay. Yeah, you can only get it in Asian grocery markets, but it's it's really good. So it wakes me up. <laughs> so I'm feeling good. Um, and for Matt, it's your evening over there, isn't it? You're winding down. Yeah, it's it's uh, c- coming up on 7 p.m. here. 7 p.m. Okay. So I've, I have a glass of water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unexciting as that is. <laughs> cool. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah. So, Indicator uh, recently announced um, just one title for November, and very much like Fu Manchu, um, it is a box set. And um, you know, if they're going to give us a box set, um, you know, they give us a box set. So, essentially, what they've announced for November will be a new upcoming title called Columbia Noir Number One. What's going on here? Why aren't they working? He's from the union. This is my place. I'll settle everything. With the help of paid Pistolero. Get out. We're going to make this a union shop. If you come back, you'll get kicked into the street. Go down an elevator shaft like your partner. Now on the screen, the whole shocking, sensational story of what goes on in the ten square blocks of gang-ruled jungle in the heart of New York. As Columbia Pictures takes you behind the silken showrooms, exposes the hired acid throwers, the killers on weekly payrolls, the glamour girl models who want to get ahead, the manufacturers who want to stay alive. Are you saying I condone murder? I'm saying that if you don't go to the district attorney and tell him what you know, you're just as guilty as Ravage. telling you i'll never go union even if i have to close my door well that's just what you're gonna have to do now this is a box set which will consist of six films from the columbia catalog six noirs uh, escape the fog the undercover man drive a crooked, crooked road five against the house uh, the garment jungle and the lineup um so yeah this this kind of came out of nowhere um like i said i didn't hear any rumors or murmurs about this box set and you know, I'm, I'm a noir fan myself um, what were your initial thoughts, guys, when this this Columbia Noir box set was announced? Yeah, I, I'm I'm very uh, eager to get my hands on this one. I mean, I I love noir as I'm sure that you guys do, and I think that the the ones that end up being the most exciting new discoveries are the the sort of like lesser known sort of low budget ones that kind of have slipped through the cracks. And you know, I, I for me, there's a lot here that's not like on my radar already so i'm just expecting these like great little sort of low budget gems um i keep trying to convince myself that i've seen drive a crooked road but i'm not totally sure Uh, but other than that these these will all be new discoveries for me same same uh same here all new and i'm interested because it's the first box set so when they put that number up there i'm just like oh how many more is there to come Exactly, and I was thinking the same because um, you know I, I love noirs. I think noir is a genre that's 
um, yeah, still really undiscovered. Like, you know, it's a genre yeah. that, like you said, a lot of titles have slipped through the cracks and um, a lot of them are not being rescued. And, um, you yeah, because I was looking through the films Columbia produced and they produced, you know, tons of films like during that, that era. Um, they were, con- I mean, they were a, a major studio, but they were considered a bit of a, not a B studio, but the way they operated was kind of B style and p- pumping out films. Um, so the fact that, you know, they have this a massive catalog that indicated they can dig yeah. into and discover some gems is, is endless. It's endless. So obviously volume one, they must have come across a list and went, hey, you know, let's do volume one. So yeah, it's 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 quite a box set. I personally haven't seen any of these films, uh, which is great because, you know, like I said, they're all discoveries for me. Um, and the more noirs I can you know, get my hands on, the better. So so yeah, so um, so this box set uh, basically, like I said, it has six films. Um, it comes in a you know, nice sort of stylish slip box as they normally do. Um, and so I'll just run through the the extras here. Um, there's actually, once again, quite a fair amount of extras. So it's going to be a, a limited edition box set as usual. Um, you know, six films are included. Um, so it's going to have a 120-page book, and it's going to be limited to 6,000 units. They generally do that for their box sets. So I'm just going to run through the extras here. So here we go. So get the <laughs> I'll box. get another glass of orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as always um the 2k restorations on escape the fog oh sorry escape in the fog the undercover man in the garment jungle uh high definition presentations for drive a crooked road five against the house and the lineup so i'm guessing those films have done new restorations and the other ones they're using existing masters that columbia have uh, original mono soundtracks uh, audio commentary with film historian Pamela Hutchinson on Escape the Fog. That's 2020, a new commentary. Uh, audio commentary with writer and film programmer Tony Raines on The Undercover Man, 2020. Audio commentary with critic Nick Pickerman on Drive a Crooked Road, 2020. Um, audio commentary with critic David Jenkins on Five Against a House, 2020. Uh, audio commentary with film historian Kevin Lyons on The Garment Jungle. That's also 2020. Wow, there's a lot of commentaries. Another commentary, audio commentary with author James Elroy on the film Noir Foundations. Uh, Eddie Muller on the lineup, 2009. Uh, audio commentary with film historian David Duval, author and screenwriter CC Courtney Jornier on the lineup, 2020. Uh, introduction to The Crooked uh, the Crooked Road by Martin Scorsese. Wow, that's that's cool. Um, it's a Jungle Out There, 2007, archival interview with actor Robert Loggia, uh, conducted after the screening of The Garment Jungle. Uh, Appreciation of The Garment Jungle by Tony Raines in 2020. Uh, the Influence of Noir, 2009, an appreciation of the lineup by filmmaker Christopher Nolan. Wow, that's another interesting extra. Um, two episodes of the lineup radio series. Um, the Candy Store Murder, 1950, written by Blake Edwards and Richard Quinn, and The Case of Frankie and Joyce, 1951. Uh, screenshots, Mickey Rooney, Then and Now, Columbia Pictures promotional short featuring the famed performer looking back at a series of Mickey Maguire comedies. Uh, Men on the Bus, 1955, a short film directed by Joseph H. Lewis uh, for the United Jewish Appeal, featuring an all-star studded cast, including Walter Brennan, uh, Broderick, Crawford, Lassie, and Ruth Roman uh, present in high definition. Oh boy, still going. Um, original trailers <laughs> for all the films. Uh, the lineup trailer commentary uh, with a critical appreciation by a history of violence screenwriter, Josh Olson. 
uh, image galleries, which has promotional materials, I'm sure they dug up, new and improved English subtitles uh, in the limited book um, featuring writings by a whole bunch of really cool authors, um, world and pretty much UK premieres on these titles, and <laughs> and to add the icing on the cake, more extras to be announced. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty insane. What do you think of all these extras? I mean, there are a few there that stood out for me, like the Scorsese, um, yeah. Christopher Nolan uh, talks on, on Noir. Um, yeah, anything there that kind of stands out to you guys? Yeah, you spend all fucking day just watching the body <laughs> extras. The extras. How many discs is this going to be? Like 25? <laughs> <laughs> it's being generous. I do. Uh, Tony Raines obviously has done uh, a, a tremendous number of these like commentaries and appreciations and things like that. So I'm always excited to see his name uh, in addition to the ones you mentioned. Same, same here. And it looks like they record a bunch of new commentaries for all these films to give them context and, and where they fit. And once again, I think it's about giving context because, like we said with the Fu Manchu box, like um, they are a product of their time, and, and it's good to. Yeah, have a context on how how big these films were for the studio back then, and and you know the whole genre was was massive around that time. So, um, yeah, like I, I'm just I, I'm really excited about this box set. So many extras, so much so much cool stuff in here, um, and, and all the films. Like I said, they look really interesting. I saw a few trailers of them as well, and yeah, so I'm I'm very excited about this box set coming out. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. So any other final thoughts on this, this no, set? The, um, that more, was it the commentary of James Elroy, the film Noir Foundations? It's always good to learn the more history on the Noir and how it came about, because I know they got um, influence from German expression expressionism films. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and they really, um, really, really dark, some of them, and um, mm. that's why I think they kind of you know, some of them even delve into almost like sort of not not horror, but they do. Some of them do get in; they get quite bleak and they fall into that sort of genre. So it's, it like I think it's great that they're being discovered because you know, there are some real gems out there. So yeah, absolutely. So I'm yeah, like I'm I'm very excited. This is, I've already pre-ordered it. Day one pickup for me. Um, so I'll be grabbing this as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, I've already ordered it too. <laughs> yeah, yep. jumped on it. Jumped on it. Um, so yeah, it seems like um. I was just going to mention just quickly, it seems like there's still no sign of Dracula. So it looks like, um, uh, I think because of, I think like Michael Brooks said, that last sort of round of titles kind of delayed them a bit. So, uh, mm. so maybe possibly um, December, we may see it before the year's out, but we will see. We'll it's see. coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, no. So that's a box set. Um, one title, but one epic box set. So I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Just give me one massive box set. And to be honest, with the amount of films you get, you're getting more than what you get in a regular month as well. So yeah. Really yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm interested in that um, radio series too. Mm. What's that about? I, I love those old time, old time radio shows. Um, just always so like cool to listen to and like really takes you back in time yeah yeah i recently listened to um the awesome wells's uh war war of the worlds and i was like Fuck, this is awesome no wonder people freaked out i thought it was real yeah it was great yeah and there's, also, and there's also some some like we said last time there's also some shorts on there as well so uh it looks like they've dug up some um yeah, a few shorts, especially the, the Mickey um, Mickey Rooney uh, thing. So yeah, so it looks like they've dug up a few. And like so we like the so last time, we like how they go through the vaults and just you know pick up shorts that are relevant 
to the material. So yeah, that, they seem really cool as well. So. That's cool. Um, what else is there? Mickey Rooney, then and now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like they've they've dug every nook and cranny um, to find anything noir related. So yeah, it's cool. It's a cool. Yeah. I think this will be like your film store, uh, film school noir in a box. You know? <laughs> yep. Just a little way. Yeah, because like I said um, that Arrow set was good, the, the noir box that they did, but there wasn't too many extras on the genre itself. So I think this this mm-hmm. is really cool because it's giving giving a lot of context on um, on the film. So um, yeah, exactly. Very excited as well in the genre. Tick, tick. To even do a commentary on a trailer really shows these like unbelievable attention to detail. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. To, to spend the time doing that. Absolutely, yeah. Every everything everything has a has a commentary or, or yeah critique or so yeah it's unbelievable. So yeah, fully packed, fully packed set. Um, and Ryan, you mentioned something interesting about the spines. You, sorry, I didn't even notice. Oh, picked yeah, it up. Yeah, um, I was having a squiz today in the morning, and I noticed that the spine numbers start at three hundred, and Fu Manchu, which was announced last month, started at two hundred. So there's a whole friggin' ninety five odd titles that have just like have jumped forward in time. <laughs> so, so. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing they may have possibly been playing this for the future and it may have been ready a bit early who knows and so yeah, yeah exactly it, it's it's good to know that they're planned up to 300 at least that's promising it's a good sign I know, right? as soon as i saw that number i'm just like do we even hit the 200s i was like what the fuck are we <laughs> i got so confused for a second because i mean so it's great look... great stuff to look forward to mm. yeah yeah absolutely so that means we've got like 100 more to go that they've planned out so that's yeah Really cool. Um, well, it's about really... like eight box sets there. Fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah, sorted. Because um, I was going through um, <clears throat> some of my, my collections, like you know, Master Cinema with Eureka and and, and look, Powerhouse. So they've just like the amount of titles they've pumped out <clears throat> last <throat> year, uh, two years have just been more than any other boutique label in terms of the amount. It's just unbelievable. So um, and, and you think they're you know there'd be sort of a it would affect the quality too but you know there's there's really they're still maintaining that high standard so it's it's pretty pretty insane i think they just chose a really good um company to use you know columbia fucking have heaps of great titles it's like let's go with these guys and just yeah no absolutely there's there's so many to dig into and and it seems like, um, speaking of which, they've they've struck a deal with you know, Studio Canal as well, so they're getting mm-hmm. stuff from them. And uh, th- there was one or two Universal films uh, earlier as well, so mm-hmm. th- they do kind of have their fingers in a few pies. But um, yeah, yeah well, it seems like they've got haven't got a shortage of films. So yeah, that's, that's yeah, cool. Um, so I just want to shift the conversation now um, to noirs because you know I'm a big noir fan myself. And uh, and the genre, like I said, it's 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 ripe for rediscovery because there's so many films that you know, haven't had releases or you know sit sit inside the vaults somewhere. Um, but I just wanted to go around the table and, and just have a chat. Um, I asked you guys to pick out. You know, it doesn't have to be three. Can be more, Ryan, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. what are some of your favorite noirs and and just kind of have a chat um, about what you think of them? Yeah. Um, Ryan, did you say you had a few to start? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got like few that I enjoy. When you were talking before about how it dwells into more darker territory, because there are like that horror elements of noir, like Kiss Me Deadly, Night of the Hunter, and M. They've got that very um horror vibes to it. 
Yeah. And they cross the subgenre. So I love those films. Uh, absolutely. And I also have to shout out the like new noirs, because noirs were like big in the late 30s, 40s, and 50s. But like past 10 to 15 years, there's been some every now and again. And I have to shout out to uh, the Cohen brothers. So I think like Blood Simple mm. and Mills Crossing, even though you know Mills Crossing is more of a gangster film, it still has um noir vibes to it. Yes, uh, which absolutely. I love. Keeping it alive. Yeah, exactly. And I have to give um shout out to Steve Martin's um Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid. Yes, that's a great film. <laughs> yeah. And also, Sin City. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> That brings it. So there's still noir that pops up every now and again. Obviously, it's going to be a bit different, a little like subgenre of noir, straight noir. But it's still alive, and I enjoy seeing it every now and again. Um, the Lady from Shanghai, Orson Welles's stuff, um, Touch of Evil and Lady from Shanghai, great. Sunset Boulevard is awesome. Yeah. Doctor Mabuse is one of the very early examples. Of this, um, the killers, you know, fucking both Don Siegel and who did the other one? Oh, the remake. Burt Lancaster one and the Leave My Oven one. Yeah. Now, what was the, the there was a 60s one with John Cassavetes? Um, it was like a, a mm. remake. Is that yeah. one? Yeah. There's those two, yeah. They were good. I like them. Um, do enjoy the Arrow releases of their Noirs, um, the Glass Key, fucking the Blue Dahlia. Um, what was the other ones? I can't remember now. There was a Noir box that we were talking about. Woman on the Run, I think, is another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I one, yeah. Yeah. So, was it um, Veronica Lake was in a few of those, I believe, from memory. Yeah. She was. Yeah. But I do enjoy... The was a whole stylish um black and white silhouettes, the look of it. That's when you know it's in the wild when it's like black and white and there's a silhouette. Yeah. Straight up and you got the foggy smoke in the background and like I know what I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, they're some of my favourites. Cool. Um, and Matt, uh, any of your favourite noirs or, or at least I said like a, sort of a three that you were wanting to discuss. Yeah, uh, when when you brought that up, the three that I kind of honed into were uh, the Third Man, Double Indemnity, and and the Strange Love of Martha Ivers, um, which are all just kind of ones that I find myself returning to over and over. Um, you know, Elevator to the Gallows is another one that I that I battled with in French noir. Um, mm -hmm. Strangers on a Train. Uh, any of the sort of indicators released so many great ones already you know the the, the big heat um ryan mentioned the lady from shanghai and um there's a handful in the in the sam fuller box set uh that are just spectacular and yeah i'm, I'm sure i could go on for a long time <laughs> just naming <laughs> titles um just just in the name of sort of speculation on you know this is Colombian noir volume one so i'm assuming we're gonna get a Colombian noir volume two um Columbia has a, a huge catalog and you know giant list of titles that I've never heard of and don't know if they're noir but I did go back um and look back when the Criterion channel did they did a Columbia noir set 
back when they first launched. Um, I'm not sure if it's still on the service, uh, but there were, by my count, three movies in the set that have not had a UK Blu-ray release yet. Uh, so those were The Sniper from 1952, mm-hmm. uh, The Harder They Fall from 1956. That one's with Humphrey Bogart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Murder by Contract from 1958. So a little a little speculation, probably completely baseless, but they're all Columbia, and they all certainly need this spectacular treatment. Mm, interesting. Very interesting. No, no. Thank you, Matt. No, because I remember um, we, we don't get Criterion Channel down here in Australia, but I actually use the VPN <laughs> to, to connect onto it, and I remember seeing that series... Um, yeah, I think it was when Criterion Channel launched, but uh, no, thank you, because there's, I think like we said, there's just so many that potentials in the vault that we're not even aware of and haven't had physical releases. So I think you've pretty much named some of my favorites, like, and I think some of them have releases, um, but but some some haven't had decent releases. So yeah, some of my favorites are like, you know, uh, Nyla Hunter, um, Kiss Me Deadly, uh, Laura is one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. And Laura um, got a good release from Masters of Cinema. Uh, just, just, and I actually, I think it was about a year or two ago they released that. But yeah, Laura is one I, I watch every so often because I just think like it's funny because Ryan, we were discussing, remember Mad Magician and how Vincent Price is just such a good actor, and and Laura shows him in a non horror role and how he can can do a great performance. So okay. Like, yeah, so so Vincent Price is in Laura. It's a really great film. Um, yeah, Double Indemnity. Um, there, there's so many that I can go through, but I think some of my favorites here, like I said, the ones you mentioned. Um, you know, like some of the later ones, like like yeah, Kiss Me Deadly, which was probably at the end of the the noir era. Like mm. Kiss Me Deadly, Kiss Me Deadly, like just goes off the rails. I mean, in a good way. Like as in, um, I mean, the main character, he's not likable. He's a real you know, Mike Hammer, whatever, he's a real prick in the film. And um, <laughs> and I think they're kind of, at that point, not parroting, but almost being self-aware, sort of those sort of noirs. And and mm. the end where it kind of delves off into, who knows, in sci-fi territory. Um, so, yeah, so I think, yeah, all, all great selections there. And, um, and, and you know, once again, you know, another favourite is um, you know, Touch of Evil, Orson Welles film, which people consider the last mm. noir. Um, so... Yeah, there's 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 so many different ones, but um, and the, uh, these are ones I, I revisit quite regularly as well. And the fact that uh, we're getting more that I haven't even heard of is is amazing. So I, it's I'm willing to dump it, you know, go into the um, uh, the subcategory a bit more. So. No, the first um, film, Escape in the Fog, is directed by Bud. What did So he says like, who did the Five Tall Tales? What's his yeah. name? Uh, yeah, that was that was um, that was him, wasn't it? The yeah, but yeah. I can't say his last name. I'm just like staring at him, like Bud, <laughs> Bud. I feel like I've always heard Bedeker, but maybe that's just like the incorrect pronunciation I've gone with. Bedeker. Uh, I need like a sound thing on Google. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm interested to see that. And that's the shortest one of the bunch, too, because that just hits an hour or just over an hour. And all the others are just under 90 minutes. Well, I'm thinking, I was just thinking there might be a bit of crossover with directors because they were the same studio, Columbia. So there's got to be crossover of directors and actors. Yeah. Um, But, and the other thing that I was going to mention, the thing I love about Noirs, these ones, is they're tightly paced. Like some of them just go for 70 minutes. And that's all you really need. Like you don't need a 
a film to go for like and a while to go for like two or three hours so i think these are great and you can just knock them out really quickly and and they're enjoyable watches as well. And that's another thing I've got to mention about Noirs is, is the pacing. They're really tightly paced, most of them. Yeah. yeah, they are. Anything under 90 minutes is always a good... good well, because I, I read this article the other day. It was about, um, you know, so the pre-code era, a lot of films were, you know, barely 70 minutes. And you know, we should get back to making more shorter, tighter films. And um, I think people go to the cinema and they think they're being... I don't know. They, they they're not getting their money's worth unless it's three and a half hours long. But you know, a movie doesn't need to be that long. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. It wasn't a time when they were doing like double bills because they were like an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just to like extend it out and give people their money's worth, we just put two films. Or that's why they had like you know the cartoons that ran for fifteen odd minutes before the film. The shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Move on now just to a bit of news, um, just some out-of-print news. Obviously, uh, as always, the newsletter goes out and they announce their out-of-print titles. And uh, so we've got quite a few here coming out of print very shortly. Um, So on the out-of-print list, low stock, and I think this one's already sold out, but Ghost of Mars um, has been on the low stock alert for a while. I think it have just sold out. Yeah, I think that just sold out. Yeah. So now uh, something like um Indy said something a couple of days ago saying this just sell, sold out. Yeah, which which is good because, you know, I've always liked that movie and I think it deserves a second evaluation. Um, you know, a lot of people don't give enough credit. Um, uh, Breakout was also on the low stock list. Um, and Breakout's a fun Charles Bronson film. Um, Ryan, I remember you were going on about how much you enjoyed that film. Which uh, one? Oh, Breakout. Charles Bronson. Oh, yeah, Breakout. That was a good one. That was fun. Based on a true story, too, apparently. Helicopter flew in the middle of a fucking jail cell and just (laughs) picked up a guy and buggered off. (laughs) This is amazing. Um, Also still low on the list, Castle Keep. Once again, it's just hanging in there. Uh, Matt, one of your your favorites? Yep. Love that one. Go buy it. Sell it out. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Uh, Housekeeping, one of my favorites, is still there. Uh, the Wonderful World of Harryhausen Volume 1 is still on the low list. I thought that was gone, but apparently it's still there. Uh, volume one still hanging in there. Um, Hammer Volume 2 Criminal Intent is still on the, the low list, hanging in there as well. Um, and we also have uh, The Odessa File, which is a pretty fun film. Ministry of Fear. Please pick that up, people. That's a Fritz Lang film. That's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, Missing... Sir with Love, Age of Consent, and Hammer Volume 3, uh, Blood and Terror is getting low as well. So, yeah, uh, uh, any any tales there that stand out for you guys? Or it seems I'm like... surprised um, To Sir with Love is still there. That was like, their, what, number five? <laughs> number four, yeah. man? Really early one. Yeah, yeah. it was. Even like, I'm still surprised <laughs> that the Harryhausen ones are still there after like Sinbad selling out and everyone's trying to sell it for fucking 500 bucks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So I'm surprised um, Harry's still got some limited editions there. Yeah, same here. Because uh, I thought they were all gone, but apparently Volume One's the last one left. So um, yeah, if you want to grab it now before it goes to scalper prices, um, yeah, now is the time. Um, Surprised to see Hammer Volume Two still on that list as well. For for my money, that's the best Hammer set that they've released to date. So yeah. Those are the ones out of print. And also, um, we've got three new standard editions coming as well. So uh, the three new standard editions are The Reckless Moment, um, The Anderson Tapes, and 
the legacy as well speaking of which uh oh. yeah so uh they're they're available now obviously as, as a standard reissue um i'm just wondering we're just taking a look at the legacy it, yeah it includes both cuts as well so yeah include that too Anderson tapes is amazing i love that film it was a great film sydney lumet yeah great film and even uh, reckless moment is, is really great too james mason max Olpius. yeah so yeah if you missed out um they are available now as a standard edition so yeah just minus the booklet and uh the scanavo pa- uh, casing as well so cool um yeah so that that's the news there so just another little bit of news now this is really interesting um indicator teased a photo as they normally do in their newsletter and at first i didn't really know what it was. i thought it was maybe like a lot of people thought 1984 yeah i did too <laughs> not gonna lie uh matt did you see that as well the little little tease yep yep i did see that one yeah any initial thoughts on what you thought it could have been like uh, no usually i have no idea and i just kind of wait to see what the speculation is because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's like it, it's really ambiguous like, sometimes it's like like yeah, a photo of like or like i think one was last month was like some kid on a raft or something and, and like yeah it's like really had no, no idea what some of these are so mm. So this is really interesting. So I wanted to bring this up because um, a lot of people were quite surprised by this. Now, obviously, we know that Indicator have a deal going with Studio Canal. Um, but someone on the group said, oh, it's irreversible. And I said, no, no way. This is not, not irreversible. And then someone brought up a press book of irreversible. And yes, that image is in the irreversible press book. Uh, irreversible, we're talking about the 2002 film. Very notorious French film, uh, but very good film. I, I, I've always liked Irreversible, even though it's it's a very controversial film, uh, directed by Gaspar Noir. Um, so yeah, and and based on that, it's definitely the it's definitely the image. And I think someone on on the page even said they they messaged Studio Canal, and Studio Canal said, "Oh, look, that will be getting Irreversible will be getting released in the UK through Indicator." So that they kind of spilled the beans there as well. So. What do you guys think of this? Like, uh, are we going to get like a, a irreversible box? Like, I want obviously... an irreversible box. Fuck yes. <laughs> and obviously, have we? Um, have you? We seen the film, um, Matt? Have you seen Irreversible? So, so. I have not. Uh, I am shamefully uh, underseen on on Noe, uh, but yes. looking forward to getting deeper into his work and, and into this one. I thought that I saw. I'm trying to kind of search for it on the fly here. Um, yeah, I saw somebody, and and it doesn't have the name of the movie in the email. Oh no, it does. It says irreversible. So um, somebody posted on Reddit 
on one of the Blu-ray groups there, uh, an email from John Morrissey with Indicator confirming this one as well as a likely January, February release from next year. So it seems, wow. seems like it's definitely coming. It's definitely coming. Wow. Um, this it's is a film like a February release for like Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> On the 14th. <laughs> this is one. Yeah. So this is a film I saw back when, when it came out or after it. Yeah. Slightly after it came out. Um, uh, I think Ryan Kendall, you remember back in the day, that old accent DVD we had in Australia. Yeah. I think I still got that. Same here. Yeah. So it, it was, this film was like in every like, like video shop like it was in every like we, we had a local dvd and it, it, it's i don't know it must have printed like 10 million of these things because you can get them everywhere back in the day. and so so i remember picking it up and seeing it and it's really it's a really good film and, and gaspar noir he's, he's a good director but it is very controversial because of one scene and we won't spoil it but it's probably not what the scene is but um it's it, it's it's brutal at times it's it, and the whole idea of the film is that it goes backwards like it starts mm. at the end and it travels backwards throughout the film. And you, you'll see the journey going, um, telling it, obviously, in reverse. So um, I, I don't know. I just thought it was quite a surprise because um, some people in the group were even saying, oh, well, this doesn't really fit you know, with Indicator style. But having said that, you know, Ryan, we, we covered um, uh, Hardcore the other week. And, you know, yeah. I don't really know what fits within their style because that's a pretty controversial film as well. So, um, yeah, just leave it open well, yeah it's weird yeah no it's a great film i love it to bits and i don't know i think it fits yeah i don't think they really have like a like a style i mean they've released yeah. noir they've released westerns they've released you know all the you know like b sci-fi like they they do it all yeah you got the bloody um Norman J. Warren box set, which yeah. everyone was surprised about too. And then you got the um, oh, was the Joseph Fern Sternberg book box set? Yes. And you put them two, mm-hmm. the fucking oranges and pears. They're completely different. So I know they do a lot of like classic um American and British films. Like that's the majority of their stuff. But they also throw in a few surprises here and there, like irreversible as they would so yeah i don't think it is too far out of their catalogue no no exactly and i think yeah and you got you know yeah like the william castle scene next to the john ford box set like there's really um (laughs) i think they're just presenting films um and and from what michael brook on the group said like you know John and the guys have indicated like these are films that they're personally attached to themselves. Like they have a really, you know, good good connection with in terms of memory and nostalgia. So they're releasing films that they just want to see released. So um there's no real style. I think that everything gets the same sort of level of presentation as well. So yeah, no, I'm I'm keen for a reverse wheel. I said it, it needs a decent release. It like there was an Aussie Australian Blu-ray, um, Ryan, I think you may know this one by accent as well. It was yeah, it was garbage. What they did <laughs> They they took the the old DVD master and they slapped it on a, a Blu-ray and and someone on, on the forums they did a uh, they ran the so it's a 25 gig Blu-ray disc and the film took up five gig so it's 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 terrible it looks like garbage so yeah this film deserves a good release so I, I'm really happy that um, Indicator are going to give it a release and hopefully it comes in a hard box who knows because um, yeah it's looks like we get it. more Gaspar no we get like I stand alone on a Blu-ray too. 
That'd be great. Yeah, I stand low needs a release as well. Definitely needs a release. Um, and um, <clears throat> he also did. What was the other one? Enter the Void. Yeah, Enter the Void was fucking trippy as I almost had a seizure watching that with the first credit sequence. That was good. Fuck. Yeah, I just, I love his work. I think he's great. I love how he directs and just, like, pushes the boundaries in his films. Like, it's like you can, you can, you can hate him at the same time as respect him for what he's doing. I think. Yeah, he, um... And recently he did a uh, climax, which was uh, pretty. Mm. I enjoyed climax quite a bit. That's on uh, mm. Arrow released that in the UK. Yeah, Arrow released that. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. I like all this stuff. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So yeah, no, I just thought I I put that out because um, it's 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 showing how diverse the catalog is becoming slowly but surely. So you know, it's it's very. I'm, I'm excited for it as well. So absolutely. Um, cool. So yeah, I, I, that, that's about like I said, it was just the one box hit this month. Um, so you know, once again, um, not too much to go into. But um, finish off as usual. Anything you guys been watching? Any anything you you want to chat about? Any any other mail you've gotten recently? Whether it's other labels? Um... Um, yeah. So I did the the only thing that I've brought in uh, since we last spoke was the was the new uh, Arrow uh, Jodorowsky set that they that they dropped uh, a couple of weeks ago. Just landed here. Uh, in the states this week. So other than that, just trying to get into the Varda set that we talked about last time, and uh, hopefully I'll have time to dive into this one soon. But it's it's very beautiful box art. Very nice. No, I'm I'm waiting for that that box set Jodorowsky one to arrive. I I ordered that ages ago and it got delayed. Um, but yeah. If I'm not mistaken, um, during that time there was a US set announced as well that looked pretty much identical. There was like a US. Sort of yeah, I think it was a, it was a more, I think it was a more like obscure label, if I recall correctly, mm. that, that basically got sort of licensing for the same exact art, and it, it's, I think it's basically the same set minus the Arrow logo. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, because yeah, I saw that. I remember who that, that was. But, and, and your um your your set you got that was the that's a UK set the. Jodowski, the Arrow. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the one straight from Arrow. Um, yeah, it looks like ABKCO. Uh, yeah. I'm not even sure. Is I said And I was like, what the? Yeah, it looks like they must have licensed the, the exact same packaging artwork extras and. Yeah. Yeah, for the US. I I figured even if it's the same, I've invested enough money into having the Arrow logo on my shelf. I fly it in from from over there. I'm the same, I'm the same, but um, yeah, I just want the arrow logo as well. Um, yeah, so no, very cool. I'm I'm waiting for mine, so it shouldn't be too long until that that, that comes here as well. Because I pre-ordered it with a bunch of tiles, and they split my order because it got delayed. So um, it, it did ship recently, so it shouldn't be too long. Cool. Um, Ryan, anything you've got recently, or watched anything, or anything? On your... Um, so what I got recently, um, I got shampoo from that's the criterion one i don't get a lot of criterions but like this is how ashby and i love how ashby yep mm-hmm. right uh what was the other one Emily douche billy wilder one mm. so i got that i haven't watched them yet last night i was 
I was getting drunk and I was like, I need some fun. So I watched um, the Vice <laughs> Academy set from Vincent. I was like, fuck it. I just want to see Lena. <laughs> They're a bit of fun. They have a... Oh, who else in that? Uh, uh, isn't Linnea Quigley in that? that set? Linnea Quigley and... Um, oh, God. Where's my thing? <laughs> What's her name? What's the 80 screen Ginger. Yeah. Ginger. Ginger Lee Allen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun set. Yeah, that was that was that was that was alright. That was fun. That was good fun. But um, I don't know. I might watch some. Ugh, I don't know what I'm gonna watch today. Maybe some Sister Street Fighter. Yeah, that sounds like some fun. So I. Cool. Uh, so I yeah, I recently um, so I'm just looking at now. I uh, got in the mail from Amazon. Uh, sorry, from Amazon. Arrow UK. I received finally my Gamera box set. Um, mm. is a beast it's huge it's it's a monstrosity and it goes <laughs> nicely with the criterion godzilla set they kind of um you know complement each other but it, it's huge and like there's so many films in this set. i haven't even started i was planning this weekend to start going through them um but yeah we've got like how many one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eight. there's about 14 films in this box set and um you've probably seen images of it on groups and stuff but it's it's a beast it's 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 really it's, it's a massive set um so, so yeah plan to dig into that and also i um i got from uh, eureka recently the um oh what was it the the edgar Allan poe uh, box set with the bella lugosi that's that's a really cool set i recommend that that includes the raven mm-hmm. the black oh yeah 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 it's a really good set and, and it has a ton of extras um and also i got mr vampire from eureka as well that arrived so i need uh, to get mr vampire i love that film so much Oh my yeah. god. It's, the first it's, time I watched it it was love at first sight. <laughs> it's great. It's crazy. It's crazy film. But uh but yeah yeah, grab that and um and also, you know, just a few other things in the mail, other companies. But yeah, that the gamma was my big one for the week, so I'm gonna Did you see that uh Eureka is now releasing Mothra? Yes, yeah, they're getting it on the action too. <laughs> Yeah, because I think they saw the the arrow set seller like, oh crap, let's get on this guys. Yeah, which is which is great because I love my um sort of Japanese big grade sci fi sort of films and um and, and Mothra and they're also doing that that um sci fi double of the H Man and Battle from Outer Space. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I'll I'll be grabbing both of them because you get sort of an offer combo as well. Um, but no, I'm I'm over the moon that um these Japanese sort of sci fi films are getting the treatment they deserve and, and there must be an audience because they keep selling out. So uh the gamma set's gone. It's it's sold out. I couldn't believe it. So um yeah, yeah so <laughs> but they did say they will be releasing a standard edition um next year minus the you know the, the big box. So um yeah so that's that's really cool as well. Cool cool. Um cool. all right awesome um Cool. Well, I guess that's about it. Unless uh, anything else you guys want to mention or anything else? Oh no, nothing to do with Hindi. You know, these are going to be shorter episodes if it's just one one sort of set instead of four films. So um, yeah, we kind of got through it. So um, no, I appreciate your time, guys. We'll um, we'll leave it at that. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll speak to you all soon. We'll, we'll see you later. Yeah, see you later. Take it easy. All right. Okay. See you guys. Thank you.